Welcome back to the FCS Student Wellness Podcast, episode number 10. I'm Caroline Royal. This week is National School Counseling Week, a time dedicated to focusing attention on the unique contributions of school counselors in the U.S. Today, I'm sitting down with my colleagues, Frederick, Heather, and Alessandra, to hear their counseling origin stories and about some of their experiences in the counseling profession. Frederick, starting with you, can you please introduce yourself and tell us about what drew you to the counseling profession? Uh, Hi, I'm Frederick Pratt, and I've been a school counselor for, I think, almost about 12 years. When I went uh, to college, I was a history and like a secondary education history major. I just thought I'd be a history teacher. And, um, you know, I declared that major when I arrived and probably within a year or so, I dropped it and became a social work major. And I think that that's probably the earliest step that eventually led me to do mental health counseling. But specifically, uh, in terms of getting a master's degree that makes you eligible to receive certification and licensure. Uh, I was teaching, um, so that did come true. And I wasn't necessarily teaching history, but um, I guess in some ways I was. And my uh, employer, this the school that I used to work at before Friends Central, paid for 100% um, graduate degrees. You could take up to nine credits a year. So I said, why not? Let me pick up another master's. And I was reading a book at the time called The Price of Privilege by Madeline Levine. And she's a psychologist in Los Angeles. And she was writing about her clients in general, um, who were mostly adolescents and mostly very affluent, and how empty they described their lives. And that kind of caught me and captured my attention, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why I decided to become a school counselor was to be part of helping people find meaning in their lives. So, Heather, um, could you please uh, introduce yourself and tell us about what brought you to counseling? Um, My name is Heather Toms. I am a current school counselor and have had the um, honor of being a counselor here at Friends, I would say part-time one year and then full-time this year, so um, a year and a half, but I feel like I've been doing this much longer. Um, And the reason I say that is um, I've been here in the Friends Central community for about 15 years and in many different capacities, starting out with being a swim coach and for Friend Central. And while I was coaching, um, many of the young swimmers were, for some reason, coming to me for um, emotional support, whether it was to kind of figure out some friendship issues that they were having or um, even just like stuff with parents and the pressures that they were feeling about performing and swimming and also some, you know, 
performance anxiety um, when it came down to races. Um, and I felt fully unequipped to answer any of them. And I tried my best. I'm sure I flubbed many times with them. Um, and I just, I just said, you know, I would really like to help these young children, our, our young students, on a deeper level and something that would be really meaningful and helpful for them. Um, so I embarked on my journey of going back to school as a full-fledged adult, um, raising a my young daughter, um, not now adult daughter, um, but really started that journey um, quite some time ago. It took me a while to finish up my um, undergrad in psychology, and then I was able to move to getting my master's and MED in education school counseling. Um, and here I am today. I've been fortunate enough to have um, worked full time and also gone to school through the help of Friend Central, and I'm forever grateful for them. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm here now. I've conquered one of my one of my dreams in my journey of school counseling, and I'm, I'm about to finish up um, another one of my, um, I guess, dreams as well, which is fulfilling my licensure for, um, to become a professional counselor. Yay. Yes. Amazing. Very exciting. Yeah. And just thinking about, um, you know, when you were coaching and the athletes were coming to you to talk about, you know, the stuff that they're going through, I think the athletes that you were coaching could see this like quality in you that was, um, you know, that's encompasses the counseling profession. It's like somebody I can trust, somebody I can lean on and, um, someone who, who's going to hear me without judgment. And I so see that with you. So oh, thank yeah. you. It's one of my characteristics that I'm, I, uh, really try to hold on to, which is trust, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Sure. <laughs> So, um, Alessandra, can you introduce yourself and talk about what brought you to counseling? Yes, yes. So, as you said, my name is Alessandra. I am currently a grad student in Villanova studying to get my master's in school counseling, but also pursue my license as a professional counseling. Um, so, I think what really sparked that interest was in high school and college. I struggled with a lot of social-emotional difficulties parental issue, friend issues, and kind of felt like I was drowning. Um, our school counselor wasn't the greatest, so I felt like I didn't really have anyone to fall back on. But now, fast forward to college, um, when I was living in Scranton, I went to the University of Scranton, we had these things called Coco Chats, which is my nickname, Coco, where people in my dorm would come in my dorm room for candy and just to talk, and we would just sit on the opposite beds and just and it was kind of like play therapy almost, like just kind of pretending like I was their therapist, but we would be talking for hours. I, I just loved doing that. It just felt so fun to be able to connect with people on such a deep level. And these were people I didn't even really know that well, but were just on my floor. Um, so at that time, I was pursuing my bachelor's in education until I met my now fiance, who asked me if I ever considered counseling. And said like what I did was really similar to like what you could end up doing as a counselor in the future. So I, again, I never even considered that, but I took one psychology class and I was hooked, switched my major and I haven't turned back since. So yeah, yeah. I, I hope to graduate in May and then work on getting my hours for my license. Amazing. 
Um, can I please schedule a cocoa chat? Uh, absolutely. What do you think Zoom's for now? And yes. I can bring the candy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I'll introduce myself. Um, I'm Caroline, and um, also uh, receiving my master's um, at the University of Pennsylvania. I think I was drawn to counseling just out of um, a general interest in mental health, both like personal and um, seeing it uh, kind of play out in um, my family. And I think I've always kind of been interested in people um, and kind of in everyday encounters that go deeper than uh, what is, I guess, considered normal encounters that, um, you know, where people are vulnerable and willing to share. Um, and kind of going back, I think throughout middle and high school, I, I similarly to Alessandra, I was able to experiment in um, different roles of like, you know, peer mediator or peer counselor. And, um, and I saw how individuals really saw me in that role and came to me and, and shared with me. Um, so, in a way, I kind of feel like I've been on this path for for a while. So back to my lovely colleagues. Um, Heather, can you please describe um, the role of the school counselor at Friends Central School? Absolutely, I'd be happy to. Um, well, the short answer to being a school counselor is to taking care of you know students' social and emotional needs, but actually just saying that wouldn't give a real good or a clear picture of what we really do here at Friend Central. Um, our goals here at Friend Central are to provide students with the tools that he, she, or they um, need to thrive in our school and in their life. Um, and as counselors, we consult often with administrators, faculty, students, and parents um, about how to best nurture developmental part in behavioral and emotional challenges that sometimes affect our students here. Um, and we help to identify some strategies uh, with those individuals, which will help enhance the student's experience here at Friends. On a more um, level of providing um, support for our students, we do some check-ins. We also do confidential short-term counseling. Um, we roll out preventative programs, um, such as our recent signs of suicide classroom lessons, which we just did for our seventh and 10th grade health classes, which will be continuing through the second semester. And we also provide drug and alcohol prevention programming with uh, Michael Blanche, who comes and visits many, all of our students actually, but the focus is really with the ninth grade students um, and sometimes with our 12th graders who are, are leaving for college. We also offer other opportunities, such as our Speak Up, for students to talk openly and honestly without judgment about some difficult topics that um, affect them not only in school but outside of school. And it also provides them an opportunity to find some support from a trusted adult in their life. I could go on, but um, I would say all in all um, that the FCS uh, Student Support Services we're data-driven, but we're also student-centered, and we have a vision to really empower all of our students to be independent and empathetic thinkers um, so that they can go on with their life to be productive members of our community, but also in their future as well. Amazing. There's a lot in there. I know. I was trying to be as comprehensive as possible yeah. because, like, how could anybody get a really clear picture by just saying, 
you know, student social and emotional needs, you know, it doesn't really give the bigger picture of, of how our day to day is. No. And just how every day looks so, it looks so different. It really does. But that's one of the things that I really enjoy about counseling is that my day is never predictable, right? And something can come up, a crisis can come up or, or a parent could be calling and, you know, you just, you have to kind of be on your feet when you're doing your day-to-day duties. Alessandra, could you define what success is or how you see success as a school counselor? Yeah, absolutely. So I define success when I can connect with a student on emotional, on an emotional and vulnerable level where personal information and stories are shared. Um, I love it when I work with a reoccurring student that seeks my support on their emotional journey to change or feel better and is willing to actually explore their thoughts and emotions. Um, but I truly see it as success, see it as a success when the student that I'm working with is ready to apply aspects of what we talked about or what we learned into their own lives and slowly withdraw from counseling. Because our, our goal as therapists and counselors is to be out of business. We want our therapists and our students to be thriving and living their best lives. So, yeah. Absolutely. Frederick, what is one of your favorite techniques that you use as a counselor or one that maybe you don't use, but that you're interested in or that you connect to? Uh, Without a doubt, like a miracle or magic wand question. Um, So, you know, if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about your life right now, what would it be? And, you know, I think a fanciful question like that can yield some really interesting content around somebody's story, around their narrative, but it also carries them into a new chapter, a, a new, the part that they're writing, the part that they want to rewrite. And, and so to me, the miracle question, um, which is, probably techniques in short-term solution-focused counseling is, is really powerful. The, the other um, set of techniques that really grew out of recovery work is motivational interviewing. And I think that it's, although it's hard for me to kind of, it's simplicity in some way, but is the type of thing that I try to use. When you brought up the miracle question, it made me think of how like, imagination and like fanciful thinking is still such a part of like adolescence and even like for teens um, to really like go back on. And I can so see how that could be really useful to offer to an adolescent or teen um, who who's having a hard time kind of remembering that side of, of them that can, you know, have the dreams, have the hopes, and work towards them. Absolutely, and I would, and equally powerful for an adult right. who has so lost touch mm-hmm. with play and imagination. It's probably one of the saddest things that I encounter on a regular basis. So that journey of helping people to connect their head and their heart is probably one of the greatest privileges of doing this work. I'm, I'm a big fan of inner child work and, and play for, for adults, so I definitely agree. And so, Heather, what would you say is one of the most important characteristics of a school counselor? And um, if you could talk about how you amplify that characteristic in your work. We did touch on this a little bit before, and we talked about trust. Mm -hmm. And for me, 
Um, it's really the foundation that allows students to share feelings and thoughts with confidence. Um, and it's part of my responsibility as a counselor to provide that space for them. Um, you know, so that they don't feel that they're being judged or their feelings are being judged and that, that I'm not going to be sharing this information out to whoever I speak with, whether that means their team of teachers or their parents. Um, so building trust is, is one of the foremost, um, I think characteristics that I really do rely on in, you know, initially building that rapport with our students, which also touches on two other kind of characteristics in school counseling, which is active listening skills and empathy. So, you know, what that, what does that look like? It means, you know, allowing the space um, for the student to um, talk about he, she, or they wishes and going at their pace and meeting the student where they are and that their direction is what I'm going to be taking. It's not my agenda to kind of push onto them. One of the things I do that I think students do get that from me, like they get that I'm a trustworthy person, is that um, I really think it's important as a counselor to be consistent. And then also kind of remind myself to have a balance of my emotions, right? I project calmness in situations. I don't go overboard with my emotions. If I'm feeling something that's coming up for me really strongly, I really try to just remain consistent in my emotions. And I think the last thing that I would say is that if I'm going to do something, I do it. And I think the students get that. Like, if I say I'm going to do something for them, they know it's going to get done. And I think that really is a huge emphasis on building that connection and trust with the students. Right. And Frederick, what would you say to, this is a situational question. What would you say to a student who is reluctant to come to support services at FCS out of fear of being perceived differently by friends or peers, or just because the student um, feels like they can't possibly fit, you know, a counseling um, appointment in their busy academic schedule? I think first and foremost, that it's, that's okay. The biggest step in entering into a counseling relationship is that choice, right? And, and the fundamental truth of having that choice, that allowing people to enter into that space with their own choice, it makes all of the difference. That student who might not be ready to meet in seventh grade, how I handle that situation and who I present myself to be to that student is important even if nothing happens in seventh grade because something might intense. And so being really open to, in some ways, setting the table and sending out the invitation, but not necessarily forcing people into a situation that they're not ready for is, is really an important part of it. Now, that all goes out the window in crisis, right? So in crisis, um, I find that human beings are very much ready for help because they're in such a world of chaos that it, it almost doesn't matter if you're ready or not. It's, I, I don't know what to do here. I need somebody to help me. So crisis in a lot of ways is also, I don't know, a cornerstone piece of what it means to work at a school. 
um, as a school counselor. And so we encounter crisis all the time. And it might not feel like a crisis to others, but that's another thing that we have to keep in check is making sure that we're not judging other people's experience of what they're going through and saying, this is not a crisis and this is a crisis, right? We have to really be um, listening deeply and validating what somebody's going through. Just knowing that we're here when you need us, if you need us, or if you even just want want to see us. All right. So we're getting to the end of our questions. Alessandra, can you describe one of your professional goals? Yeah. So I think my professional goal and my personal goal actually overlap. And we're all aware of the idea of self-care. I think as a starting novice counselor, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the expectations of your job and wanting to be able to accomplish everything. But in order to be a successful counselor, you need to allocate um, work hours and self-care hours. And I know as I've been starting, I've been more... I've been willing to accommodate students like later at night or if on the weekend if they need to talk. But I think in order to be the best for myself and for someone else, we have to have that sense of self-care. So learning how to take time to unwind and do things that bring you joy and happiness, I think lessens the chance of burnout as well. So I think honestly for any profession, making sure that you don't put all your eggs into your work basket. So you don't experience burnout and you still like your job going back every day. So I think in doing that has made this pandemic also a lot nicer. Being able to take breaks definitely helps as a student and as um, a working counselor in the making. So self-care is key. Yes. So key, especially now with everything going on and us being on the computer so much. Exactly. Well, thanks guys for letting me interview you and for being the best guests ever. Counseling team at FCS is amazing. Hands down. Thank you for being the best interviewer ever. (laughs) Thank you, Caroline. Very nicely done. I appreciate the questions and for us to be able to um, advocate not only for ourselves, but also for our students. Yes. I hope by listening to this episode, you achieved a greater understanding of school counseling and of the committed and compassionate individuals that I am fortunate to call my coworkers and friends. If students want to reach the counseling team, they can contact us by email or by heading to the second floor of the library. For our listeners, if you have ideas about a topic you wish we would cover, questions or concerns, email us at counselingteam at friendcentral.org. Also, check out our Instagram at fcs underscore counseling and wellness. Thanks for listening.